Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast for the best shows on TV, and I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. Alright guys, it's another Vikings cast, episode 407, The Prophet and the Loss. Directed by our good friend Ken Girardi. He also did a little bit of Daredevil. Right, right. Um, can't remember what he did in Daredevil. I think he uh, was uh, episode 7 as well, ironically enough. Okay, well. If not, that's what we're giving you credit for, buddy. Yeah, he has good credits then, because I really appreciate Daredevil. So. <laughs> All right, uh, this episode was basically three major parts. Yeah, I think we're wanting to do this episode a little bit differently. Yeah, we don't necessarily have to break it into characters in this one because, like I said, three basic plot lines, Harbart, Eckbert, and, and the, the battle. Battle at Paris. So, we're going to start with Harbart. Um, I think that's a good place to start. Because well, first off, how'd you like the episode? I thought it was another great episode. I mean, I I feel like we're kind of downplaying it by just saying it's another great episode. But I love all the characters. I love the story and the advancement with it. Not necessarily the fight, but I thought it was well written. And the characters are moving in a way that we think they are. Yeah. Um, you? I mean, it's the, the most of them seem to be strong episodes. Yeah. So it kind of just stays on that same bar to me. Um, there's some things, this Harbart guy, for instance, not real sure if I care what's going on with him yet. Um, I don't care where, where, where we are at with him right now, but I feel like he's going to be the cause of a very big explosion. Oh, I agree. I agree. He's, he's going to be a catalyst for something, but will it be worth what we're going through right now? That, yeah. Uh, that's tough to say. Yeah. We'll see. Um, the fight was slightly uneventful. Because it's mainly just crossbow bolts. It was very uneventful for the most part. Like, I mean, I would give that about a three. Compared to what we had with Kill the Queen. Oh, yeah. This was not good. No, 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 no. This is not one of their uh, better set piece battles. But I think it was kind of meant to be the slaughter that it was, but... Well, I mean, before we jump into that, you know... Yeah. That's all right. Let's let's knock out the hard part stuff. Okay. Uh... He's back in town. We knew that from last episode. Uh, Oslog's wanting to know why he's back. He gives a very vague answer that I didn't really like. He's like he he knew you were in pain or something, you know. Uh, Is either her or the child that he knew was in pain, and it was bad. Like the main thing I got from that first scene was just how much silence is in a hardbard scene and how slowly he talks. Yeah, he he's like a politician. He Ooh. never gives you a straight answer. He kind of beats around the bush all the time. Just staying in there on the middle of the line. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of tells you what you want to hear, panders a bit, and we see it pays off in uh, womanly ways. Ooh. My God, uh, dude, slaying, slaying it. Yeah. Super slaying it. In front of the other woman that he's about to slay. It right. was a thing of beauty. Um, and the, in the beginning, Aslog's kind of standoffish. Like You can see her kind of like moving his hand off a little bit. Well, she remembers all the trouble that he caused her. Right, because she, she admits to him that she's being punished because of what happened last time. Well, I mean, she almost lost two of her children who are now on the siege attack. Right. And As punishment. As punishment, she or she's struggling with Ragnar. He's gone off the deep end with her. He, I think she's aware there's no love lost between them two. No, but I mean, a lot of that came from the first Harvard meeting. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I just don't think she's wanting to go down that well again. Yeah, but she quickly warmed up to him. 
Well, they, yeah. They step out towards the the water on the pier or whatever that is, and that was a she very smiles, weird scene. Says, "I've been dreaming about you," and he just leans in, starts kissing her, and across the waterway, one of the kids is staring at her. That that dude was me creepy. That little kid with yeah. the long hair. Yeah, this dude's a uh, future peeper. Um, a couple scenes. I don't know what his that. name is, but I'm willing to bet it's Tom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, possibly, possibly, but in some kind of Viking way. Yes, Tom just or something. Uh, <laughs> Tom Skarsgård. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so immediately you think that's going to play some kind of role. That if Elslog tries to say Harbart didn't come back again, you know, or something. Well, I mean, do you think there's any point? Out? I mean, is there really any point in trying to deny it? I mean, Ragnar's kind of all seen, and Harbart leaves a presence everywhere he goes. Yeah, he leaves a like a wake of, of women children. and children. <laughs> a, a new litter is running throughout the town. Yes, yes, yes. He's like Genghis Khan, just <laughs> spreading the seed everywhere. Um, now, nah, I mean, you get all right. You see them kind of love up on each other again, but then we get a hard bar scene where he's standing in the middle of a bunch of women, and it's just like first woman. You know, you know how to have children, right? You've seen with the studs due to the mares and. Very weird dialogue. <laughs> Very. Uh, and I mean, just worked. Yeah, absolutely. And then he slid right promises in there. her, you'll have three children, and then kisses her. Mm-hmm. Next lady, whose husband's away on the Paris raid, says, you know, she's super sad, blah, 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 but every time she looks in his eyes, she, she feels, feels happy, safe. and everything seems okay. And, and he slides right in. Slides right in and kisses her, too. And she's, like, dumbfounded by it. Uh, and, like, you just see, like, weight is lifted off of her and she's just that much happier and freer in just that one instant kiss. This reminds me of a cult leader, you know, where he's like, oh yes, let me save you. All it takes is a kiss. You know what I mean? Or I mean, going right back to that politician field, just like anything, I'm not going to give you anything. I'm going to let you interpret what you want my words to say. A charismatic leader that's, you know, pushing pawns around Mm -hmm. basically. And it, it's amazing just to see how smoothly he is going from person to person as they are watching him do this. Yeah, Elslog's right there, and the little peeping Tom kid uh, <laughs> strolls up, and they're just watching, and she's just smiling. Like, no big deal. He's doing his thing, um, which is legit because the brownhead chick that he said would get three children, he's knocking her down, you know, what, like 20 minutes later in the episode. Pretty and peeping but- Tom is staring through the door. I I got creeped out, man. When, once I saw him following him, I was like, why is he following him? Like, what's going to happen? I don't know. I like to think maybe he's a spy for Ragnar, but he may be just a creeper. I think he's just a creeper because he just stayed, like, had the perfect peephole and everything. was just like, so that's what the mayor does. Yeah, pretty shoddy door work. Mm-hmm. Uh, half the door is what you see through. <laughs> um, I was kind of waiting to see Harbar, like, just turn and, like, give him a no look. Yeah, it's like, I know you're watching. You know, no big deal. Um, Come learn a thing or two. But basically, that's all we get at a Harbart until later in the episode, we get the weirdest. How confused were you during this? Because it starts Very. off with Floki. Okay, yeah. So it's through Floki's eyes, who's super upset because Helga's been hurt. Is she just hurt or is she dead? She's not dead. She's okay. just hurt. Um, because he gives her some runes, mm-hmm. like he did for Ragnar, uh, to heal her. Um but he sits on the bank of like a creek and is really stressed out. 
And then we see Auslog walk up to him. Yeah, now I thought this was just a complete dream sequence or something because I was like, there's no way Auslog's there. So I don't know what's going on. Right. But, but she just jumps in his lap, starts, you know, undoing his pants, him. and begins to ride him. But during the sequence, Floki turns into Harbart and. It's through her eyes. It's kind of through her eyes because she's sleeping with Harbart where she is. But she wants to be sleeping with Floki? No. See, this is the thing with Harbart where I can't figure out what he is. I feel like he is projecting that somehow to Floki. Don't ask me why. What gave you this idea? Is this another one of your, your, it just came to me? Because those were beautiful last night. I just think. If anybody has some strange supernatural powers, it's Harbard. Because he showed up when the two boys were, you know, almost died. Um, showed up when, what's her name? Um, well, I mean, Floki essentially called him a god. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's friendly with Floki. Yes. Likes Floki. Likes Auslog a lot. Who likes Floki a lot. And, I mean, he's friendly in the terms of the gods because Ragnar was giving us that riddle or joke earlier in the season talking, oh, I'm Harbard. And starts laughing and everything. So, I mean, that name, if this is who that character is, is a very powerful person. I can see him having that power. Yeah. But I don't necessarily see why he would be projecting this to Floki. I don't know. I mean, I think we're yet to find out. Yeah. I think we don't, we're not necessarily meant to totally understand yet because I totally don't. No, I've got nothing. Um, because at the end of the scene, he basically wakes up and nobody was there. So, basically, Floki was beaten off at the <laughs> edge of the creek. In a very weird way. with <laughs> a, a strange wet dream that he just had on the edge of the creek after his wife is in her deathbed. And yeah, I've got nothing because that was the weirdest thing I've seen on this show the entire time. Definitely the most supernatural thing we've seen. If that's what we're supposed to... T- it has to be because, well, because it doesn't like, make any sense otherwise. I took it as just Floki just kind of dreaming of Aslog just because he's been treating the child and everything... And she came and trusted him at a time where he was at his lowest. So, of course, he's going to have these sexual feelings for her and everything. Yeah, but it's just too oddly placed. Can you clearly see how much he cares for Helga? Does he? We've discovered he's he's a very selfish person. Yeah, but he's losing his mind when Helga is found injured. I think he just wanted to lose his mind. I mean, he hasn't done it in a while. He don't think he has much less to lose, honestly. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's already pushed Helga away two or three times in the last three episodes. Yeah, but she's extremely loyal. She is. Um, But, I mean, I can easily see him having these feelings towards Aslog, no problem. I mean, I think so, too. But what I gather from the episode is that he is very, still very devoted to Helga. Okay, I mean, I can see that and everything, but I still see him wanting Aslog. I mean, it's not like... Men- I mean, most men, I think, in that era would want yeah. Aslog. <laughs> very, very true. And uh, I think through... I didn't see it as Harbard projecting. I saw it as Aslog having resentment towards easily falling for Harbard and in some way wanting Floki because she feels that... His love for the gods and his devotion to the gods is a more likely way to keep her power and to make a power move. I mean, possibly, but she seems pretty smitten with Harbard too. I mean, but he—I mean, he may have him under some spell. We can see that he has some kind of ways. With yeah, I mean, he's got something with women, and I think I feel like at this point with 
her in Harvard. It's more of resentment and regret. And maybe he's using the spell or power that he has on her. That's pop. Uh, like I said, I'm yeah. not sure we're supposed to understand just yet. I mean, we've got two vastly different <laughs> yeah, points exactly, on it. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Which is maybe what the show wanted. I mean, possibly. It's well written. Possibly. All right, let's move to the short, short plot. Uh, Eckbert. Now, Eckbert, which get a cool scene of him mounting his horse in his Kingsley gold armor. Like a boss. Yeah, he looks awesome. I think this looks really good. You see him heading out. All the soldiers are following behind him. Mm-hmm. Strange scene, though, where the spy or the whatever. Yeah, the spy from the, a couple episodes ago kind of just wanders out of the woods yeah. and mounts up right beside him. So I was like, hmm, this is going to... Uh, is there going to be a little push off the horse or something coming soon? No, I didn't think that. I think this was some behind-the-scenes Eckbert business okay. is what I thought at first. I was like, oh, we're about to see some turn cloaky type shit go down. Um, and sure enough, they pull up at a... Is that Mausoleum? Yeah, Mausoleum. Um, really cool set piece, though. Uh, you go in there. It looks like there's a table where they prepare dark. the bodies. and Very, very dark in there. Uh, and we meet Wings... Well, we meet W, a.k.a. Wigston. Wigston, right. And remember, guys, pronunciation is not our strong point. True. True that. Uh, Wigston? Wigston is what I interpreted okay. it as. Wigston, and we find out, is Quinthra's family member. Apparently, everybody in Mercia is Wigston's family member. Yeah, everybody that wanted the crown in, Wig- in Wigston's family has basically died. Yeah. Other it, than Quinthra. Tragically. Like, when he was laying out some of these stories... Well, I mean, all his sons, his father, his brothers, his uncles, and his mother Mother, had a rough go of it. Especially the mother. Yeah. She was deep-rested. Had to watch her children murdered before, or no, it was after that. She sees them get murdered and then loses her eyes. Cuts her eyes out. Cuts her tongue out. Cuts her chest off, her breast off. I think she lost her fingers. And then burned her alive. Whatever was left of her. <sighs> Rough go of it. Yeah. We'll call that. Um, Pretty savage. So this guy is kind of strange. And I'm not 100% trusting him yet. But he wants to completely be done with Mercia. Yeah. He wants to redeem himself, bring it back to glory, get rid of this circle that has taken power in Mercia, and then just hand it to Eckbert. He trusts Eckbert to be ambitious and smart enough to run both kingdoms and bring it back to glory. Because and he wants to uh, no. you know, apologize for all his sins, go on a pilgrimage to Rome himself. And completely disown himself of of England, period. Yeah, because apparently Mercia was the big bad wolf before we got here. Right. It was the biggest you know, kingdom of all, but so much fighting, infighting within the family, that's obviously ruined it. Yeah. To the point where Quintrith, a crazy, crazy person, is next in line to run the joint. Well, I mean, he had a... Wigston had a great quote on Quintrith saying... If you ever thought that Quintrith could play a calming, stabilizing role in this mad place that we call Mercia, then you're as mad as them. Yeah, because Eckbert was kind of on his heels a little bit right there, I felt, because he was like, well, I'm not, I'm not keeping her because to I like her, her or, or to side with her just because I want to use her 
as a calming force, and he shuts that right down. Because we all know she's a loon. Um, Mama bear protection strength. Outside of that, she doesn't have much going for her in my book. Yeah, she's just done some really crazy stuff. And, and people. And honestly, I don't hate her for it. Some no. of the stuff she's done is pretty badass. Great TV. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but not not a calm person. Yeah. Uh, it This... The episode title, you know, when you're like watching it and mm-hmm. you see the title for it coming, it it talked about Eckbert's plans are revealed. I didn't feel like this was really a reveal. No, because we've definitely seen him wanting to make a play on Mercia because we've been confused on why he's kept her around. Yeah. And it was to eventually somehow gain power of Mercia. And yeah. we saw it last week once he sent Alfred... And Athelwolf to Rome. Absolutely. And yeah. we've always seen King Ale, you yep. know, they're planning to partner up to take over Mercia and split the kingdom. And so, so do you think he's going to cut Ale out? Absolutely. I think he's planning on running the whole show. So you think he's going to take Mercia, use all these people, and then invade Ale? Absolutely. Absolutely. I can see that, but at what point does that, why is he still in the show? You know, well, I mean, I think they got to keep you interested in Eckbert. They got to give him enemies. Uh, and I'm completely fine with that. But how Absolutely. do we get back over? Because then even uh, Wigston was talking about the invaders from the north. Absolutely. But I think I think that's just laying the seeds for later on. Eckbert will be the big bad against the Northmen. Okay. I think that's just laying the seeds and the groundwork for the fact that the two most ambitious people, Ragnar and Egbert, will eventually butt heads. Come back again. Do you think Egbert takes the fight to Ragnar? Uh, no, I just don't think so. Does it make sense? Doesn't make sense. I mean, what what we've what never seen them have way? a ship of any kind. Um, no. I know later on in future they do have. Uh, prominent ships and navies and stuff like that but anyway we haven't seen anything like that yet no could be a cool route to go at some point to see that but because that's the one thing we haven't seen is a naval battle right i think all the Eckbert and the wessex stuff is just just the plot that's just toiling and moving around until he becomes king of the greater england yeah what we'll call england yeah and i think that will happen by the end of the season i think that's kind of the plan I think, and I would hate this honestly if this if there was only one more season left, but they're kind of pushing towards that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we always talk about the magic number of seasons is usually around five or six. If you make seven, you have done something amazing, or so, you just had great ratings and you fiddled away the last season. Yeah, absolutely. And then so if this makes it, which we already know, it's got a season five coming. Yeah. Um, you know, that could be... Five's usually the magic number. That could be the final season or the, the major season that pins the Northmen against England. Yeah, because, I mean, we've already talked about how we could possibly see Ragnar leave this season. And maybe there's not a strong enough actor to keep it going. Yeah, because it's tough because... Not to mention Rolo's character. He's he has a new Paris. gig. Um, but he has a new gig coming, too. He's taking over the TV series taken yep um so and the guy who plays ragnar is getting bigger roles i mean he's coming up in the warcraft movie main character um 
Which I hope he does fantastic in. I'm pulling for this guy. I mean, we were talking about it all last night and how excited we were to watch it. Yeah, so I I think 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 the show has six seasons. I think the show has six seasons. So I think Bjorn has a big story to go. Well, Bjorn, I mean, we can just jump right into him, really. Yeah, we can go ahead and get into it. But the thing is, Bjorn's future was laid out by the seer. Mm -hmm. That he would outshine even his father. We are yet to see that, you know. It's what I mean? going to be tough to do, right? And then we, so we have Rolo, the bear dancing on the beach. He becomes a count for Paris. That has been done, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, Ragnar is supposed to see the blind man the day he dies. Lagertha's not supposed to have another baby, um, and Floki, we think, could possibly be the next seer, right? So they have a lot of stuff they can give us in and, future seasons and prolong right and eventually the vikings have to die all I, I of think, them <laughs> i think that's what Eckbert's here to do I, I think that's why they have kept him right and i think we're seeing technology is starting to play a role it plays a role in this fight with a catapult and the crossbows well do you really want to call that a catapult that was about the world it was the chintziest catapult <laughs> we've ever seen uh, but i'm saying first time we've seen it we we see that the modern you know lands like Paris and England's Wessex and stuff like that mm-hmm. they just have more technology, true, more up to date weaponry and things of that nature. But the Vikings are born fighters, so they have that on their side. But eventually, technology wins out. Yes, in almost every war. You well, know? I mean, no matter how well you can fight, if there's a gun on the other end. You're not going to be able to fight. Exactly. And so, then also, you know, I got really excited when Lagatha was like, you know, I'm going to take the land. Take the I'm ground going, force. Yeah. I was super excited that because crossbows. I was excited to come see them, you know, Still, use their weapon against them. Erlander's the only one with a crossbow. And, hey, where did it come from? Yeah, we, we never got that big reveal. But, well, I mean, he has been that one he's been toting around for a while. And, you know, putting the skull on to aim with and stuff. I'm assuming that's it. Yeah. But, I mean, we didn't see it on the ship or anything. No, but I could give that away. That's not a big deal. But but my thing is, is they were talking about how they had reverse engineered that mm-hmm. and they were going to use it against them. Dude, you should have 50 of these things at this, this point. This was it. This is, you give it to every one of Lagatha's people <laughs> and you take out Rolo from a distance. Yeah. Uh, well, it would still be hard because they have the high ground, but... Still, um, I, I was mean, I was with you. I was excited to see Lagertha tell he, she wants to take the the low land assault. Yeah, um, and then we get kind of a cool thing where Ragnar's touching her again, like he's rubbing her to. stomach. Yeah. Like, you know, why are you doing this once again? You know, clearly and, he still has affection for her and, and everything. She really just gives the best answer possible. She's like, the seer told me I could not have another child. And so no matter what I do, I can play it cautious. I can go free willy nilly, or I can go into this fight. This baby's not going to get born. Right. So she's already kind of written off the child. So, and she loves, yeah. I mean, she loves war. She always wants to be in the middle of it. So I'm going to do what I Never shies. Never shies away from it. But this is also where we kind of get to see her women, you know, Take on the battle, but unfortunately, no one of the Vikings does anything. No, there there was no battle. This was like fish uh, in a barrel. Uh, well, before we jump into that, 
when they're sailing up in anything, what was your feeling of success rate? Uh, when they started talking about the, the land assault, I thought maybe it would kind of be a tit-for-tat type of deal. Kind of a... Almost like a draw? Like a draw. You okay. know, like, we'll get some of yours, but you'll get some of us forcing us to retreat. I saw a complete slaughter coming. Like, it was the only thing that made sense to me for Rolo still being here. Yeah. I mean, and I didn't I didn't know how I saw it because, I, as I was saying a couple of weeks ago, I didn't see Rolo being a big strategist. I didn't see him having this grand strategy that could work. He did. Oh, he nails it. I mean, he uses the Game of Thrones-style chain. You know, I mean, yeah, let's jump right into that. Did you see that coming? Oh, he says it. He says it in previous episodes. He tells oh, okay. Odo that he wants to build a chain to put across it. I completely missed that somehow. Oh, yeah. No, he completely just comes out and says it. Is this robbery from Game of Thrones? Yes. More than likely. I mean, playing um, 100% yes. But, but it they worked. play it in a different way. Um, the Game of Thrones chain was to block their exit. So it was shooting fish in a barrel at that point. Yeah. This was to snap their mast and flip their boats. And it caused a just a massive... Caused a traffic jam, basically, mm-hmm. where they couldn't easily escape, and then they're just shooting at them from the high ground. So, good plan. Excellent plan. And um, then to bring out the uh, catapult, which at first was a the saddest catapult I've ever seen. Absolutely. And the little things they were firing looked like pies. Yeah, I mean, it looked like little mud clots. I was like, why aren't they just throwing, you know, dirt at them? <laughs> and then it comes to find out they're filled with oil. Yeah, filled with oil. Good idea. Brilliant. Light them on fire. Although um, they didn't start shooting fire arrows from the get-go, which was a little confusing. Yeah, I don't like, know why you don't always fire fire, uh, especially into their sails and stuff like that. Light just, them up. Yeah, you know? fire from the get-go. But Rolo gets a 9 out of 10 instead of 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but also, we see the Lagartha land crew is trying to work their way through the tall grass. Well, at first I was like, man, this is some very convenient tall grass. They're moving through like tigers. And then Rolo randomly turns around and you see them all clear as day. And I was just like, um. <laughs> well, even before he turns around, you see it. You look out there and I, I thought of the raptors on like Jurassic Park where you get the aerial <laughs> shot. And you just see these large black objects moving, moving. through the tall grass. It's it, like, it was just poorly. Not so stealthy. Uh, all one person has to do is turn around and take a piss off the backside. And you're like, <laughs> oh, there's a whole group of people coming. Hey, guys, there, there's about 30 women trying to charge us. <laughs> and one Erlander guy who looks like a woman. Um, it's a coin flip. Yeah. <laughs> he has and long, the, blonde, flowing locks. Uh, and then also, there was wet in one spot, and that water was really dark. I thought it was oil, personally. See... That's where I was. That's where I went to. I thought a flaming arrow was going to shoot down there and lights them on fire. Yeah. I mean, barbecue time. Yeah. Um, problem is, is Lagatha was in the pile, and I don't think they would do that to her. So you think that's what prevented it from being oil and everything? I don't think it was just... I mean, I think it would be a good idea to have made it oil, but they're not going to kill Lagatha that way. No. Um, matter of fact, they set up a pretty big possible foreshadowing with Lagartha later on but we'll get to later um anyway the boats are just floundering yeah they get flipped and everything and Bjorn has taken full command of this fleet yeah he's like running around yelling help the people in the water turn the boats fire arrows shield wall everything everything yeah he's running around because Ragnar looks like shell-shocked clearly did not expect Rolo to have any type of plan and a really cool scene, though, where he stops hiding behind shields and stuff and starts walking. Is like, 
is this what you know is this how you repay me uh, i saved you and no one else wanted you i did this for you yeah. and this is how you repay me i loved it i love that scene you know even the parts where he's whispering where you know rollo can't hear him but he's like talking to himself mm-hmm. it's like oh this is really cool I, I, i'm gonna be honest i rewound it ju- just to hear him go again absolutely and the thing is watching rollo during this fight he hates this that's how i feel yeah like just he is a barbarian he is on the ground, in the thick of it. He wants his hammer. He wants his axe. He wants blood everywhere, all over his body. He wants to feel like he actually is fighting. Yeah, this is ambush, cowardly. And like, yeah. And, I mean, he's already done it what twice this season, and like, absolutely, it's eating away at him. You can yeah, tell. You could tell he looks like sad. And then when you see when he, he recognizes Lagertha as leading the ground troop, he's kind of like, hold your fire. Mm-hmm. So. You know, he obviously has feelings for Lagatha still. Always. There's something there. Um, and then you you can tell he was feeling what Ragnar was screaming at him. Mm-hmm. Um, he and, hates seeing all these people go down from crossbow bolts. Well, and uh, then they're people that he loves, regardless. And the thing is, it's the first time he came into Paris, he saw tons of his people go down from these crossbow bolts. He was wanting to retreat. Absolutely. So... The fact that now he's using it against his own people has got to be just brutally pounding his head. Uh, were you surprised to see Gisla was in the top of the tower with him? Yes. I was too. I can't believe he allowed her up there. I, I was shocked. I mean, almost as shocked as I was seeing Odo doing nothing. I mean, Odo does absolutely nothing in this episode other than just tell his people to fire whenever Rolo says. Yeah, like after Rolo's giving the command, oh, hey, guys, you can start. You, you can start. He's just over there watching like... Ready, <laughs> ready. I, I mean, for a baby trying to become emperor. Yeah, uh, uh, but this is a cool thing because Odo will get no credit for this. He'll get no credit. And, I mean, I don't think he's going to – once he wants someone to take that shot at Rolo, I don't know if they're going to be willing to do it for him. No, no, no. I think they're completely starting to flip loyalties. <laughs> I mean, I think Odo's going to have to pull the trigger himself, and I don't think he's going to be able to. Yeah, could be tough. Could be tough. You know – I'd love to see Rolo just hack Odo in half. Oh, I think it's going to happen. I think we are definitely going to get that by season's end. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping he cuts his other hand off and then like kicks him off a cliff or something. I don't uh, know. <laughs> it, it, it could be Wixton's mother by, by the end of it. Could be. Could be. Maybe he'll take that iron hand and shove it up his ass. <laughs> you know, I, just, I would love to see something terrible. Um, a little so revenge. We, we get a little cutaway to the Viking camp where... Ragnar has left his two sons. He says, help protect, or he says, protect the supplies. Keep your bows ready. And keep your bows close. And Edu's also there. Um, and but, Helga. And, and like, there's a lot of people that came that weren't warriors, which was very interesting. It I mean, was. I know they do bring that many people, but, man, that's... It seemed a little... I mean, there's just a lot of just, like... It's like he was playing on staying in Paris. Out yeah. out there. Uh, but... The incest left-hand man shows up and runs down all these women and children. Slaughter. And they're burning up the stuff, burning up their supplies. They're slicing people down, running them down. Um, And you kind of get the feeling that possibly one of Ragnar's or both his kids could die. But they cut away from it. The only thing they show is left-hand man, bearded, incesto. Just sitting there. Just sitting there watching it all go down. So we get back to the fight. Ragnar calls for retreat. Yeah. I mean, it's the only logical thing to do. Well, after he saved Floki. 
True. Well, I think you know that's another big scene. The guy who the two brothers, the new in, newcomer yeah. Vikings, wanted to be the first boats through the forts. Unfortunately for them, they were the chained. first boat. Yeah. They got chained. And they flip over. So we see them swim up and climb onto Ragnar's boat. Bjorn's pulling them on. And then Ragnar looks out and sees Floki drowning. Now, this, is this weird to you? I mean... A couple episodes, we saw Floki hiding underwater. I mean, not just hiding, just like completely submarined underwater. Obviously not someone who can't swim. No. Or just hold his breath. I was really weirded out about this. I think this was a bad call. Maybe there was w- injuries. Well, that- I wish they would have put a like a bolt through his calf or something, so it made it look like he couldn't tread water. Yeah, anything you know, tied some rocks to him, just anything. Instead, because- he was just floundering out there and just drowns. Yeah, it was poorly done, uh, especially since Vikings love water so much. I would think that you maybe even learn how to swim before you crawl. Not to mention, he's a boat builder. I mean, you got to get in the water. Yeah. I mean, uh, th- there was a lot that I-, I found wrong with this scene. This was a poor decision. I love I love seeing Ragnar save him. Well, because as we've been saying, Ragnar still very much loves Floki. And we thought that he had outgrown Floki as the season had gone, but no. It's a great hate-love relationship, you know. He knows how much he's indebted to Floki and how much he's still going to need Floki if they're going to succeed. Absolutely. I think Floki is one of those things that kind of ties the groups together. Without a doubt. You know, so anyway, he pulls him on the boat. Everybody's on the boat. Ragnar calls from retreat. Yeah, we get the great Ragnar scene and everything. And we're sailing away. And as we're doing that, we see Rolo coming down with Gizla. Yeah, and Gizla's commenting on all how many women are in the battle. And he tells her that sometimes women are more brave and... Even fiercer than the men. Fiercer than the men. And just unprompted says, her name's Lagertha. Yeah. Uh, she, was she here? Yes. And this was my big foreshadowing. Gisela says... Maybe I'll meet her one maybe day. Maybe I'll meet her sometime. You don't want to meet says, her. he says, perhaps you will. This was the cool thing for right here. Because I do feel like Rolo loves Gisela. And... Oh, without a doubt. He's grown to love everything about Paris, especially his wife. I think he just loves her and will do whatever it takes to make her happy. No, I think he loves Paris. I don't know, man. He can't like how they fight. He can't like some of these things. So, either way, it doesn't matter. How about that foreshadowing of Lagertha meeting Gisela? All I can say is don't do it, Gisela. It is not going to end well for you. And what's Rolo do? I mean, you're talking about some serious old feelings. Tries to take Lagatha. He'll take Lagatha 10 times out of 10. You think he would choose her? Absolutely. In a heartbeat. Well, that might be the uh, secret weapon uh, to send (laughs) in later on, to send her in. Well, I don't know if she will necessarily not stay with Rolo. Because I don't know if she's feeling much love back in Viking land. You know, I mean, she's not in Kattegat. Yeah, she just got her uh, earldom back. But yeah. I have a weird feeling that she might not survive this season. No, don't don't say that. I hope not. I hope not. But I have this weird prediction. Let's that hear it. Possibly Odo kills her. Mm. Like a kind of like a backstabby deal. Um, 
Which could send Rolo into to a rage, murderous rage, and actually betray Paris. Okay, he won't betray Paris for Ragnar, but I do think he might betray it for Lagatha. I mean, he might betray it for Ragnar at the end. I mean, by everything that Ragnar's screaming and everything, but there's no going back for Ragnar now. You know what I'm talking about for Rolo? I yeah. Mean, okay. Yeah, he yeah, cannot yeah. redeem himself in any way at this point. No, there's no way. Even if he were to literally burn Paris the ground himself and allow them into the gates. And pull the boats back to Kattegat. Yeah. They would wait for him to get on shore. Say, hey, man, catch your breath. And then they'd give him the, the eagle wings. <laughs> that, what's his name? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't think he would do it for Ragnar. Well, but he would do it for love. But he possibly would do it to stay in the good graces of Lagatha. Even if it meant his death. You okay. know? I, I love your prediction. I think there's about a 0% chance that it happens. <laughs> but I do love where you're going. I'm loving the creativity that you've had. Yeah, because I could see possibly Lagertha kills Gisla, Odo kills Lagertha, Rolo kills Odo. <laughs> I mean, you're coming with the Mexican standoff over here. Yeah, I mean, this could be a severe case of dominoes right here. Middle of France. So we have a cigarette man in the background? Absolutely. Conspiracy man. Absolutely. <laughs> uh but I mean, that, and that's pretty much our episode. That's pretty much it. We we get Ragnar losing his shit when he gets back to the Viking camp and seeing it's all burnt up. Well, do we want to talk about him being a complete drug addict at this point? Well, I mean, this is where he he comes. He finally sees his his sons yeah. are alive. They protected Edu and looks like a few other people. He immediately freaks out looking for Edu and wants his drugs. She says there's none and stuff, and then she eventually caves and gives it to him, and he doesn't take it. Well, he At just least. walks off with it and then sits down by the boats and eats it. Did he end up Oh, yeah, it? he ate it. Okay, I yeah, didn't He's chewing it up. as he's walking to the boat. Okay, because I didn't um, actually see him take it, and I was confused by that. Is the weird thing with his lips and teeth the red stuff? Yeah. That's it. And that's, I think it's essentially like Is it like dip. sour leaf? Yeah. Because um, I've heard about that in like medieval stuff, is sour leaf. It's like a, a, a leafy chew, and it makes it red all in your mouth. Uh, I think that's essentially what he's taking. Okay. So, because it's kind of distracting when he's like on the boat and he's like looking like he's, you know, starting to focus, but he like shows his teeth and it's all red and shit in there. I'm like, he's like juicing off and everything. That looks weird. I don't like it. (laughs) Um, But we also see Bjorn sitting down and he says, he blames Ragnar. That's Ragnar's fault that this happened. Do you think it was his fault? Because I don't. (sighs) I think Bjorn is noticing that his dad's not focused. Yeah, he's, he's clearly Ragnar's not 100%, and maybe that's how you blame Ragnar, but I really don't see this plan being Ragnar's fault because as they were sitting there talking about the plan and everything, they're like, oh, isn't this obvious? He's like, well, not if... We send we, a ground force. You know, Rolo won't be expecting that. And everyone's kind of looking around like, okay, yeah, maybe that is our best plan. And yeah. like he gave free reign, you know. I don't think anyone was too intimidated to say anything. No, I mean Bjorn immediately steps up. Any objections? Yeah. And nobody. Everybody's like, yeah, no, no problem. And so with the the way it all panned out and everything, I don't see how you can blame Ragnar. I don't either. I I think he's just saying that Ragnar's just not been focused. He should have just been better. Yeah, that he he should know better. That he should know his brother better. That he should know. Just certain things. I don't know. I mean, I, you I can mean, obviously tell he's not focused. Bjorn's been bugging him yeah. a lot lately. Like, what's going on? 
Well, I mean, what's your problem? Bjorn's pretty much steering this boat. Like, I mean, he was out there using the rock, telling time with the compass and everything. I mean, Bjorn has essentially become the leader. Yeah, and he's the one that deals with the two new brothers all the time. Um, he's become I, very cordial with them, surprisingly. I think he's just cordial with who he needs to be. We also forgot a little scene where he approaches Erlander and says, I think this is your father's ring, right? And Erlander says, oh, no, no you're mistaken. Yeah. Never seen this ring before. Qu- quickly off. just starts throwing it under the rug. Like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Never seen and, that in my life. And Bjorn's kind of got a smile on his face. Mm-hmm. And Torby's like, uh, he's lying. That's for fact. That's his father's ring. I've seen that ring once or twice. Yeah, yeah. When he slaps me in the face with it. Um, all right, so we're about to end the episode. Bjorn comes to see Ragnar. It's been three days. Three days. I mean, since that's the fight. a long time. And he's like, "We've been waiting for three days. We're running out of supplies. It looks like we need to know what the plan is. When are we going to attack again?" And he says, "We're going to retreat, retreat downriver." And Bjorn's like, "Or what?" And he's like, "Retreat." And now Ragnar is losing his shit while he's looking at him. He's like, keeps flexing his hand. Mm-hmm. He's kind of growling and carrying on. And Bjorn's kind of like peeking down every once in a while, and we don't know why, until Rainer gets down on his knees. He's talking to himself, and he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. What'd you say? Retreat. And then we find a severed head. Now, at first, I thought this was one of the uh, fake Vikings. Yeah, I I didn't know who this guy was. We even went back and just paused it on the face to see if we could tell it was. It's just some random bald guy. With a scruffly beard. Yeah, and it looks like almost bad effects of beard. You know, yeah. like, it's like just hair just kind of hot glued to the face or something. <laughs> it was very bad because I thought those were actually tattoos. Yeah. Um, I don't know who this guy is. But it is showing that Ragnar's losing his damn mind. It is. Now, this thought just came to me. Do you think that this retreat and everything is a bit Trojan horses? Horse-ish. Horse-ish-ish. Yes. Um, horse-radish. Uh, possibly. Possibly. I mean, it, it, it just came to me. I'm thinking that... Does Rolo let them retreat? I don't think there's a chance. And I think this is to draw them away from their high ground. Is Because they, clearly they have spies all over the camp and stuff. And they don't want to risk another attack. Because the Emperor is terrified. And so I think if he sees them retreating, he's going to send a full fleet out after them. See, this is where I think the Emperor could make a mistake. And be like, we got him on the run. Send everyone. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And Rolo fighting him about it. Like, no, don't do that. I've You see what I'm capable of by just waiting. By having the advantage. They can't get past us. But if we go fight in their... If we lose the technology. Terms, yeah. You know, they, we could easily lose. So, I think you're right. Good prediction for how this could end up. I could easily see the Emperor scared ass doing something stupid. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the only way that they're going to lose this at this point. And I think it's going to take a ground scrum for Odo to see the Odo attempt on Rolo's life. Yeah. You know, it's going to take some shit going on. A lot of crazy stuff where people could miss that Odo tries to do something to Rolo. Very Game of Thrones-ish of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Well, obviously, they know they like to borrow from the best show on television. uh, So, yeah, that's our episode. We did not watch uh, the preview for next week. I, I don't. I really don't think we're going to watch them going here on out. Yeah, this show is kind of. I don't. I don't need those good spoilers. Not yeah. knowing anything, and sometimes 
History's not as bad, but some shows or channels have really bad, spoilery, you know, next week's on. Well, you know why that happens is because the show doesn't actually do it. They send it to a company, and a company just makes the best trailer possible. Yeah, well, a lot of them are dog shit, and they just Terminator ruin, Genesis. They just ruin everything. Yeah, not good. Um, Twist yeah. of plenty. There's been a few shows here recently. What was it recently? You know, where you see somebody in there that you think could be dead. You know, I'm just, just like, oh, well, that sucks. You yeah. know. So, I, yeah, I'm I'm starting to lean towards no preview for next week. The only reason I watched the Game of Thrones preview for next week is because I've read the books and I I like to see where they're about to do. Are you going to watch it this week or this season? This season, believe it or not, we you've read the books too. I, I have know. indeed. We know a lot of the stuff we're going to see. Um, it's just things we didn't think we were going to see because I don't think the showrunners thought they were going to be able to put it in, No, but this show is so popular. They're like, Oh, we're writing our own. <laughs> you know, we can make season after season. Anyway, not a game of Thrones cast. No. Um, which is coming by the way, into this year, um, in this month. Thrones is coming. But, uh, anyway, guys, we really like this show. We love the direction it's heading. So please let us know what y'all think about it. We've been trying to live tweet and stuff. It's strange that this show starts a little later and with my three children and my life and stuff like that, it gets a little hard sometimes for me to live tweet it. But uh, and Thursdays are just awkward, let's be honest. Yeah, Thursday night shows are weird. We prefer our Sunday night shows. But um, we still love you Vikings and History Channel. Absolutely. And please continue. Like I said, we'd love to see this get to six, six seasons. Absolutely. Um, but please hit us up at Bleed TV Podcast on Twitter, Bleed TV Podcast at gmail.com, our Facebook tv podcasts ironically all the same thing and then uh we've got fear the walking dead coming up next possibly. week. <laughs> possibly at least one week um but we got a lot of stuff going you know give us a like a listen if there's any movies or any new shows that y'all are wanting please let know, us know we see a lot of the previews for the new summer shows and stuff coming and we know a couple that we're already planning on covering like preacher and things like that but let us know if there's something out there that maybe we're just overlooking and we'd love to at least give it a gander. So, but until then guys, uh, I'm Jake and I'm cash and we'll talk to y'all later.